0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Payne.TV slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's continue with industrial society and its future. Written in 1995, 28 years ago, paragraph 151. It says the social disruption that we see today is certainly not the result of mere chance. It could only be a result of the conditions of life that the system imposes on people. We have argued that the most important of these conditions is disruption of the power process. If the systems succeeds in imposing sufficient control over human behavior to assure its own survival, a new watershed in human history will have been passed. Whereas formally the limits of human endurance have imposed limits on the development of societies, as we explained in paragraphs 143 and 144. Industrial technological society, or technocracy, will be able to pass those limits by modifying human beings, whether by psychological methods or biological methods or both. In the future, social systems will not be adjusted to suit the needs of human beings. Instead, human beings will be adjusted to suit the needs of the system. Does that sound uh, dystopian to you folks? Does that not sound like the setup for a science fiction novel or a science fiction movie? Let me just read that one more time because I think it's very important to understand this. It says, whereas formerly the limits of human endurance have imposed limits on the development of societies, Industrial technological society will be able to pass those limits by modifying human beings, whether by psychological methods or biological methods or both. In the future, social systems will not be adjusted to suit the needs of human beings. Instead, human beings will be adjusted to suit the needs of the system. And I've repeated this on many, 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 many shows that with the scientists, the engineers, and the technologists in charge, all backed by the bankers, by the way, because the bankers are the ultimate social engineers. They control the monetary system that makes the world go round. They want to engineer folks into the system, the system they control, right? And they are able to manipulate the vast majority of people through the monetary bribes. So when the author here talks about um, through psychological or biological methods or both, within the psychological methods, you'll be able to add in the monetary system because that's how they bribe people and they threaten you. You're going to lose your job unless you get jabbed. So let us biologically modify you or you're going to lose your job. We're going to break your mind because you're not going to be able to put food on the table. See, we've talked about this before. It's, it's really, 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 really good folks. Really good. Paragraph 152. Generally speaking, Technological control over human behavior will probably not be introduced with a totalitarian intention or even through a conscious desire to restrict human freedom. Each new step in the assertion of control over the human mind will be taken as a rational response to a problem that faces society brilliant folks brilliant such as curing alcoholism reducing the crime rate or inducing young people to study science and engineering think about it right all the facial recognition that has gone up i mean it's everywhere but gone up in new york city now they're just in the adoption normalization campaign so they villainize the the cops good or bad doesn't matter they villainize the cops the cops stop doing their job they incentivize crime by lowering um the thresholds in which you get arrested based on how much you steal in a store. And then they start to say, look, we caught a bad guy who pushed a lady into a subway with facial recognition, and everyone accepts facial recognition is good. See, it's all engineering, folks, all engineering. It says, in many cases, there will be a humanitarian justification. For example, when a psychiatrist prescribes an antidepressant for a depressed patient, he is clearly doing that. Uh, individual a favor uh, favor it would be inhumane to withhold the drug from someone who needs it all right and i've had pushback from people on uh, twitter and part of the pain.tv slash goal community which is fine but they'll say to me dustin i heard your shows on ketamine and on psilocybin mushrooms i've been taking x or taking y and it's helped me with my uh, problem Okay, more power to you. I'm not judging you. I'm warning people that the ketamine and the psilocybin mushrooms are coming from the government. And they're going to be selling those in the government pot shop soon. You have to ask yourself why the government wants to give out drugs, psychedelic drugs. And the pot they're giving out is psychedelic as well, even though some folks will tell you it's not. It is. I mean, read the actual science. So they're giving you psychedelic drugs. Why would the state, why would the system, why would the technocrats want to give people drugs? They don't love you. They're not trying to help you. They're trying to engineer you into the system. So what is better than folks whose brains are numbed? They convince you that something is wrong with you. And so they're going to drug you to make you fit into society better. Maybe just figure out how to live your life outside of society. Screw what the system says. Revolt against the system. Be punk rock. Rage against the machine. It goes on to say, when parents send their children to Sylvan Learning Centers to have them manipulated into becoming enthusiastic about their studies, they do so from concern for their children's welfare. It may be that some of these parents wish that one didn't have to have specialized training to get a job and that their kid didn't have to be brainwashed into becoming a computer nerd. But what can they do? They can't change society and their child may be unemployable if he doesn't have certain skills. So they send him to Sylvan. See that? And, and and look at this from the perspective of folks that went and got the vax, even though they didn't want the vax because they were going to lose their job. They couldn't fight back against society. They just had to cave to the system. Same thing. And so this is it. Here you have parents that say, you know, I, I don't really want my kid to uh, have to be brought up to be a slave to the system, but they cave to it because they don't look at the alternatives to how they can teach their kid. This is why. I've pointed out on this show several times, and hopefully, I'll be doing the show when this all comes up because it will become part of it. So, hopefully, I'm going to help others work through this. I think, at least at this stage, it would be, um, I believe, irresponsible of me not to teach Willie G about the system, okay? And let's say the jobs in order to earn an income within the system. The more high paying jobs to teach him the hierarchy of being an executive, being a manager, an administrator, you know, all the way down to a worker without teaching him that system, but so that he understands what the system actually is. And so if he decides he wants to live within that system, then he can do so. He has the skills to do so, but he also will have the skills and hopefully the land, to decide he wants to live outside the system if he decides to, or to find a balance between living one foot in and one foot out of the matrix. I think with me knowing everything I know, it is my responsibility as his parent to set him up to be able to have some modicum of success and hopefully be able to thrive, not just survive, unless he chooses he doesn't want to thrive, within the system and within uh, one foot out of the system. So I am doing it, um, because I believe it's my duty. Like you can't just, I I think it would be unfair for your child in the world we live in. If the system is going to be here to raise them completely outside of the system. And then 18 years old, you just throw them into the system. I mean, unless you're going to live in an Amish community, raise your kid up in an Amish community, they send them out at like 16, 17, 18, I think, to go experience the world for a few days and they give them the choice of whether or not they want to go into that world or they want to stay. Well, that kid wasn't raised with any skills to actually go survive in that world, so they don't really have much of a choice. It's like taking a whale, throwing it onto the beach and saying, hey, do you want to live out here on land while the whale is uh, suffocating and about ready to die because he can't live on the land. So that's what I'm talking about. I think if, if you're listening to this show because you have kids or grandkids and figuring out what to do, I think it's finding the balance between teaching them how to survive in both worlds, but fully explaining to them, knowing everything you know now, what the actual system is. They should understand that. And you say, well, you know, a kid's innocence and everything. Well, the, the innocence thing ends at a certain age. You know, when they can begin to comprehend. And so if you're going to keep your kid in the dark until they're 16, 17, 18, and then release them into the wild, the chances of them succeeding or being able to have an upper hand in this system are going to be slim to none. You might as well teach them this as you're raising them. Think about all the time they'll save, but not sending them to the public indoctrination school system or not letting them watch mindless, stupid television programs. Goes on to say, paragraph 153, thus control over human behavior will be introduced not by a calculated decision of the authorities, but through a process of social evolution. Rapid evolution, however. The process will be impossible to resist because each advance considered by itself will appear to be beneficial, or at least the evil involved in making the advance will appear to be beneficial or at least the evil involved in making the advance will seem to be less than that which would result from not making it see paragraph 127 propaganda for example is used for many good purposes such as discouraging child abuse or race hatred sex education is obviously useful yet the effect of sex education to the extent that is it is successful is taking the shaping of sexual attitudes away from the family and put into the hands of the state as represented by the public school system and as you can see this is 28 years ago we're still going through this right now folks uh now they're teaching all the transgender stuff gender bender all this crazy thing all this crazy stuff and that's obviously for the benefit of the system and the system benefits at this stage from families breaking apart, right? And they benefit from uh, destroying traditional values, uh, nuclear, a nuclear family, and all this. Obviously, the system benefits from that, or we wouldn't be going through it. The system benefits from gender bending because they're driving kids away from the real world, right? And real science. And so, if boys are girls and girls are boys, and you could be anything in between, and you could identify as a banana peel, or you could identify as a avocado, or you could identify as a skirt, you know, then this whole idea of identifying as human altogether can be completely dissolved. So the easier to push people into the idea of personalized DNA, modifying injections, et cetera, et cetera, because if they don't even believe in genders, they don't believe in humanity itself. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious to see this folks. Uh, this paper is so brilliant. This was written 28 years years ago folks just sheer brilliance I'll be right back this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Ping.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Dustin Gold. Right here on pain.tv slash gold. And you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Let's continue. See if we can get through this section, folks. Paragraph 154. Suppose a biological trait is discovered that increases the likelihood that a child will grow up to be Criminal. And suppose some sort of gene therapy can remove this trait. Now, we know obviously this stuff is happening with uh, in vitro. You can listen to my show on the company Orchid Biosciences, where they supposedly remove all of the bad traits from folks' DNA. It says, of course, most parents whose children possess the trait will have them undergo the therapy. It would be inhumane to do otherwise, since the child would probably have a miserable life if he grew up to be a criminal. But many or most primitive societies have a low crime rate in comparison with that of our society. Even though they have neither high-tech methods of child-rearing nor harsh systems of punishment, since there is no reason to suppose that more modern men than primitive men have innate predatory tendencies the high crime rate of our society must be due to the pressures that modern conditions put on people to which that modern conditions uh, uh, to which may, uh, many cannot or will not adjust Thus, a treatment designed to remove potential criminal tendencies is at least in part a way of re-engineering people so that they suit the requirements of the system. The other thing here, folks, is that what is a criminal? A criminal is defined by the set of laws and regulations and policies created by the very system itself. So if they found this trait inside your child's DNA that said they were going to be a criminal, A criminal based on what definition of a criminal? So they can engineer the DNA to make them not a criminal in the United States or not a criminal in Saudi Arabia. Because obviously the system is different. The laws are different. Therefore, they'd be a different kind of criminal in a different place. Or a crime they commit here may not be a crime they would commit in Saudi Arabia. Because it's not a crime there. You see, this is the craziness of when you begin engineering the folks to fit the so-called system. goes on to say, paragraph 155, our society tends to regard as a, quote, sickness and, quote, any mode of thought or behavior that is inconvenient for the system. And this is plausible because when an individual doesn't fit into the system, it causes pain to the individual as well as problems for the system. Thus, the manipulation of an individual to adjust him to the system is seen as a cure for a sickness and therefore as good. You understand that, right? So if I don't conform to the system... It would only be humane for the system to give me a drug to make me conform to the system. Therefore, it would also be a benefit to the system to have me not be a pain in the butt running around bucking that system. Again, like drugging your kid who supposedly has ADHD so that they conform to the rules of the school system paragraph 156. In paragraph 127, we pointed out that if the use of a new item of technology is initially optional, it does not necessarily remain optional because the new technology tends to change society in such a way that it becomes difficult or impossible for an individual to function without using that technology. Just think of it as the standpoint of the smartphone. All right. Now I know there's folks out there like my father, who is a resistor, but he does have an iPad. Okay, because he uses it for his investigative work and to communicate with his children, me included. Uh, but in this world, if you're a young kid, it's very difficult. Whether you, especially if you work for someone else, or even if you work uh, for yourself, to operate in this world without a smartphone right now. So, the technology is optional, but eventually it grows to the point in which it almost becomes impossible to operate without it. And then if you move into, let's say, without central bank digital currency, let's just say all banks required that you operate on an app or you had to use Apple Pay or something like that, then you get to the point where you're engineered into the system because they offer no other solution. Uh, let's continue. This applies also to the technology of human behavior. In a world in which most children are put through a program to make them enthusiastic about studying, a parent will almost be forced to put his kid through such a program because if he does not, then the kid will grow up to be comparatively speaking an ignoramus and therefore unemployable. Or suppose a biological treatment is discovered that without undesirable side effects will greatly reduce the psychological stress from which so many people suffer in our society if large numbers of people choose to undergo the treatment then the general level of stress in society will be reduced so that it will be possible for the system to increase the stress producing pressures ah get that so they drug everyone to have less stress we see this now folks don't we And then they can put more stresses on us because we're all walking around mind-numbed. Everyone will be walking around smoking pot, taking mushrooms, and being uh, pressured by the AR headset. But they'll be fine with it because they'll be drugged to the point where they actually don't resist the pushing around coming through the AR headset insanity goes on to say this will lead more people to undergo the treatment and so forth so that eventually the pressures may become so heavy that few people will be able to survive without undergoing the stress reducing treatment in fact something like this seems to have happened already with one of our society's most important psychological tools for enabling people to reduce or at least temporarily escape from stress namely mass entertainment See paragraph 147 goes on to say our use of mass entertainment is optional. No law requires us to watch television, listen to radio, read magazines. Yet mass entertainment is a means of escape and stress reduction on which most of us have become dependent. Everyone complains about the trashiness of television, but almost everyone watches it. A few have kicked the TV habit. This is back in 95, folks. But it would be a rare person who could get along today without using any form of mass entertainment. Yet until quite recently in human history, most people got along very nicely with other entertainment than that which each local community created for itself. Without the entertainment industry, the system probably would not have been able to get away with putting as much stress-producing pressure on us as it does. Okay, and, and, and that's true, folks. Bread and circuses, right? Bread and circuses. You give the people the money, you give the people the entertainment, and for the most part, they're just going to shut up. Now, when COVID-land, the high school theater production came along, and the technocrats at the high level started testing, closing the sports stadiums, uh, changing the way TV works, shutting down live events, etc., 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 we saw more people jumping into the internet. And I thought it was quite interesting. I said, for a moment, are we at end times? There's no way these folks are going to take away the bread and take away the circuses because they stopped you from going to work and getting food coupons. The stimulus checks were a joke, right? So that barely kept people afloat. And then they took away the entertainment. I said, wow, they must be getting ready to kill us because no one at the high levels takes away bread and circuses unless something bad is going to happen. I believe it was a test to see how much stress they could put on us before we actually broke. Uh, But we'll get into that on future shows. It says, paragraph 157, assuming that industrial society, a.k.a. technocracy, survives, it is likely that technology will eventually acquire something approaching complete control over human behavior. It has been established beyond any rational doubt that human thought and behavior have a largely biological basis. As experimenters have demonstrated, feelings such as hunger, pleasure, anger, and fear can be turned on and off by electrical stimulation, by damaging parts of the brain, or they can be brought to the surface by electrical stimulation. Now, we've seen some of this with some of the real-life government Frankenstein doctors we've reviewed here, Dr. James Giordano, Dr. Charles Morgan III, for examples, uh, and we know what they can do. Uh, to the brain, folks. It says hallucinations can be induced or moods changed by drugs. There may or may not be an immaterial human soul, but if there is one, it clearly is less powerful than the biological mechanisms of human behavior. For if that were not the case, then researchers would not be able to easily manipulate human feelings and behavior with drugs and electrical currents. Now, again, uh interesting point to make here at the time this was written no one knew that this author had gone through mk ultra mind control experiments which actually combined drugs and um, uh electric brain stimulation Uh, i'm not exactly sure and i'm going to do more research on this the exact measures that this author went through nor do I think we're going to really know because uh, they've only released, the government's only released a little bit of information, but he's talking about that. So if the drugs and the electric brain stimulation can manipulate a person and change their behavior, he's saying even if people have a soul, maybe the soul is not obviously powerful enough to overcome uh, the manipulation from the outside as you've all know a Harari king philosopher as a false industrial revolution has said you have no spirit you have no soul those days are over we can manipulate you and he talks about giving people drugs and video games to shut them up paragraph 158 it presumably would be impractical for all people to have electrodes inserted into their heads so that they could be controlled by The authorities, folks, 1995, he's talking about Neuralink brain chip. It presumably would be impractical for all people to have electrodes inserted in their heads so that they could be controlled by the authorities. But the fact that human thoughts and feelings are so open to biological intervention shows that the problem of controlling human behavior is mainly a technical problem. A problem of neurons, hormones, and complex molecules. The kind of problem that is accessible to scientific attack. You are a hackable animal. Given the outstanding record of our society in solving technical problems, it is overwhelmingly probable that great advances will be made in the control of human behavior. All right? He predicted all this stuff, folks. Paragraph 159. Will public resistance prevent the introduction of technological control of human behavior? It certainly would if an attempt were made to introduce such control all at once. But since technological control will be introduced through a long sequence of small advances, there will be no rational and effective public resistance. He points out paragraphs 127, 132, and 153. Paragraph 160. To those who think that all this sounds like science fiction, we point out that yesterday's science fiction is today's fact. You've seen that meme. It actually came from this author, folks. It says the Industrial Revolution has radically altered man's environment and the way of life, and it is only to be expected that as technology is increasingly applied to the human body and mind, man himself will be altered as radically as his environment and way of life has been. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pick up tomorrow, episode 137, with the next section here, human race at a crossroads. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm at a crossroads. I would love to continue going down this path with you but unfortunately i have to step away folks leave us a five-star review at apple Podcasts along with a comment join us at pain.tv slash gold for less than nine dollars a month and seriously consider making a donation to this show either weekly monthly or annually at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. My name is Dustin Gold. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. And this is the Dustin Gold Standard. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world hmm. built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion...